Welcome, everybody, to Texas Tailgate Mondays at the Lake House. We're streaming live right now on the Internet. Texas Tailgate app on iOS and uh, Android. We've got our wonderful guest, Keegan McEnroe here. The well-traveled. <laughs> Wouldn't you say, bud? I try. You try? <laughs> try. All right. Well, we're going to get in here and uh, just let you jump in, share us a song with us, and uh, we're going to talk about it. She said you look broken hearted And too stoned to play this game I said the world's gone crazy How can we live like nothing's changed She said just lay your head down You don't have to do a thing We can just talk about it it all costs the same stone broken hearted at the end of all days he looked up said why you cry mama your eyes are sad and red she said the world's gone crazy And I gotta raise you here But don't we have all we need, mama Don't you make sure of that She said, of course, my baby Now let's get you off to bed Stone Broken 
hearted at the end of all day. Thank you. Keegan McEnroe, everybody. Thank you, Stoned DJ. and broken hearted from your upcoming album, Agnes. That's right. That's where, right. Where did, where did Agnes come from? Well, the new album was recorded at the uh, an old church in Turlingua, Texas. Um, right on the border. San, Santa Inez. Oh. And uh, Agnes is the Latin form of Inez. So when I decided to record an album in the old church, I thought I should figure out who this Inez slash Agnes was. And I... Uh, did just, you come I, I, to some enlightenment about that? Well, her story is a really sad one. Um, like a lot of old uh, stories, there's various versions of it. Um, and she was about 12 or 13 years old. And uh, depending on the story, she wouldn't marry one guy or she wouldn't marry several different guys that tried. Oh, man. But she was... Uh, um, one of the stories, it was an official, a uh, government official son that she wouldn't marry. Anyway, she was uh, not marrying because she said she was married to Jesus. Ah. And this was a pre-Christianity Rome, and that was a big no-no. So they said, right. And they, uh, they took her to a brothel, and they tried to strip her naked. Um, and her hair miraculously grew to cover herself. Um, some people that were trying to look at her turned away. Some of them went blind. She prayed for the people that went, the one man that went blind. And that didn't work to kill. They tried to burn her at the stake. And uh, some stories say that that killed her. And some stories say that it, she wouldn't burn. And so huh. then eventually they beheaded her and that, that did it. But That did, uh, it. That did it. But like that was the story of Agnes. And so I use that story uh, kind of as the template for some of the themes that run throughout the album uh, on the writing that I did. Man. And, uh, yeah, so kind of a sad story, and but that, a very human And that church one. that you recorded in is named after that saint? Yes. Oh, wow. Saint Santa Inez. Yeah. Man, it makes you wonder what the Spanish were doing back then, just naming all these places after all these saints, and sometimes it seems like it's just like rando. Yeah. <laughs> we'll pull I, it out of the bag. That's a saint. I had never I had never <laughs> heard of her, but she's the uh, saint of purity. Um, she's the saint of, uh, well, all sorts of things as, as it goes. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not Catholic, so I had never heard of, <laughs> of that. But, uh, but I looked up her story, and I, it was a very human one. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, uh, in like the old Uncouth Pilgrims album, a very similar kind of thing where – um, oh, you're so beautiful. We want to have you. If we can't have you, then we're just going to kill you. Yeah. Oh, uh, kind of thing, you know. <laughs> a running theme through your albums. Yeah. 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 The Terra Lingua, what, what made you uh, head out that way to record an album? There's plenty of great studios here, but, I mean, you, obviously you want to well, get the vibe, right? I, I was, I, I'm working on and had almost completed another album um, with Grant Wilburn at uh, 7013 right. in Fort Worth. And um, I was expecting to be done with that, but we had some delays. And in the meantime, I was making some trips out to Terlingua, Texas to see some friends and just fell in love with the area and uh, got to talking with this guy one day on the porch there in, in Terlingua named Bill Palmer. And he's a he's an engineer got a, and a musician, has a studio in Santa Fe. And um, but he fell in love with the area, bought some land and started recording in this church. And he was telling me about it. And I said, that sounds great. I would love to do that. And, um, and so that was just, it just so happened that I 
kind of stumbled into that and and uh and then we finished it before the album i'm working on in fort worth got done so that yeah, was just how just it just worked out that's how it went down yeah man uh, uh far west texas is always a fun trip it's oh a, yeah going back in time almost um Tell, tell us about recording in that church. How was how did it differ than what you're normally used to in a in a real studio, quote, right. quote unquote. Well, it was it was it was great. Uh, I took a, a, a great band with me down there: um, Forrest Gump, Massey on drums, Aiden Bubeck on bass, and and Morris Holdall on guitar. And we just kind of set up in a circle, and uh, and it. And Bill made it look really easy. It's, it's not that easy <laughs> to just like he was just setting up mics and everything sounded great. And we're like, how is he doing this? It's not that easy to make it sound that no. good. But um, so on electric instruments, we had uh, we had electric guitar amps and pews facing different directions. And and Morris had a box that went straight into the thing. We, we recorded the um, that was on guitar, his guitar. We recorded the bass direct. Um but most of the, I mean, you get a lot of the room, a lot of the church sound in the album and um, super happy with how it all turned out. But we also had uh, several musicians local to Terlingua that sat in. Um, and then at the beginning of this year, I went, I took Gary Grammer, great harmonica player from Fort Worth yes, uh, to Terlingua. And we did a little overdubbing, got some oh. harmonica and. And a few other things. So I like the idea of overdubbing in a in an old church. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. Most of the overdubbing, all of it except one song. And one song, we went to Bill's place out in the desert and just cranked up an amp and let Gary just go to town on harmonica. You know, and <laughs> that was. I think that's the one thing that wasn't recorded in the church is one harmonica track. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Well, um, out of all that, those the the songs off that session, what what ended up being your favorite? Oh, it's so hard to say. Uh, <laughs> the song I just played, I really, really ended up loving um, how that turned yeah, out. We just There's some the, really cool harmony parts that we ended up coming up with on that kind of staggered harmonies, which is yeah. Well, hearing you by yourself, I was I was kind of like trying expecting you, that harmony. You're missing that <laughs> harmony. I know it. I know it. it's pretty cool. Yeah, you can listen to that right now on Spotify, everywhere you stream music. That's right. Um, uh, wait, wait, that's one of the early singles the off the record. Third single from the new album. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, a Man in the Ground being one. Yeah, one that and I wrote with Mr. Jack Barksdale. And then the other one was... Uh, Old Road, which Old I wrote Road. with Matt Tedder. Yes, sir. And also, really, that was one of my... Was really surprised at uh, how it turned out. Was really happy yes. with how Old Road turned out. That was the first single off the album, and it's the first track of the of the new album. And it made uh, that uh, a Spotify editorial playlist. It did my first time getting on an actual. It was your first time. Wow. Editorial playlist. Man, I, I, something was, tickled the ears of the powers that be. I, I'm digging it because uh, it, it it was barbecue and and blues. Mm -hmm. Do you do you feel like your music is a barbecue blues music? <laughs> I could see how that song made yeah. it on there. Yeah, it's pretty bluesy. The album actually came out way heavier and bluesier than I expected it to. Uh, I was I was thinking we were going to make a pretty acoustic sounding folk album when we got in there, and there's some of that, but it really is a lot of uh, a lot of good good heavier kind of blues stuff. And uh, so yeah, I thought it made it made sense. Awesome, man. You want to share another one off that? I'll go ahead and play Old Road since we're talking awesome. about it. Let's do it. This song I wrote with my buddy Matt Tedder. Keegan McEnroe, people.
Listen, old road, get off when you get on it. The time just blow on by like a whistle in the breeze. And there's a real thin line between what you need and what you want, and it can burn you down. It can set you free. And the undertaker gonna make his money, but it don't have to be today. Well, the mountain's high and the valley's low. And the rich is rich and the poor is poor. And your train rolled by Strawberry pickers A beggar at the station Reaches out his hand Your preacher offer up his sermon For salvation The devil take what he can salvation and the devil take what he can You can listen to that everywhere. You can stream music. Uh, <clears throat> tell me about Old Road. You said you wrote it with Matt Tedder. Yeah, we had uh, we just got done with our first tour. He went with me for, I guess, five or six weeks around Europe uh, playing Ooh. music. And uh, we uh, we got back. He's, I guess he came out to the house in Dublin, and we 
we're just kind of hanging out and thought we'd try writing a song and that's most of that fell out that night and uh we kind of worked on it a little bit uh off and on from a distance and then it kind of just came together uh it's partially <laughs> partially some of the imagery is used from some of matt's experiences in the trip uh a little bit a little bit a little bit <laughs> um part we, of it was kind of playing with ex, you know being there doing that versus being there and for the first time you know and so some some of these kind of playing with the a little bit of the uh the differences that matt and i had had uh with our experiences there and things like this, but yeah, uh, you're you're a veteran of touring Europe I've, I've now. Been, I've been there quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, I spent a lot of time. Pretty on the resourceful road. guy. I I try. Yeah, <laughs> I've spent a lot of time. How how was bringing a newbie along? Was that a? Oh, Tedder was great. You know, uh, he's he's a uh, he's a lot of fun. Um, he was he wasn't uh, nowadays. He's not drinking and all these different things. But then he was still partying a bit so you know i we tried to watch out for each other and there's some <laughs> stories that we won't tell but uh yeah we had a good time i wrote a i guess i wrote a for the fort worth weekly i wrote an article about that run we did together um, oh, yeah. so it's it's kind of a buddy tell you know but uh but no it was good it was uh he was great people love him people still ask about him when i'm over there and out of both of y'all who's been crosby and who's uh <laughs> what's that now who's who's been crosby and who's uh <laughs> uh um uh, what's jerry lee lewis oh jerry lee lewis yeah or whatever uh, at the time i guess he was i don't know maybe <laughs> maybe we've swapped now that he's sober he's probably yeah. more the straight man it's like uh the, the road to martin movies. and jerry lee lewis you're, yeah you're yeah okay uh, 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 bing crosby and uh, oh it's the other comedian who was uh, bob, bing hope? bob hope it was yeah. bob hope and bing crosby they I'd probably be Bob two movies. <laughs> you're off the cuff, definitely. I, yeah. I've known you long enough to know you're pretty. You're pretty fast-witted. You know? I, well, you know, <laughs> we try. We try. <laughs> Tedder, Tedder's pretty good. He holds his own pretty well, especially not weighing any more than he does. You know, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah, we had him on the uh, podcast a few weeks ago. He oh, cool. released his album. That's right. Uh, great album uh, yeah great album um, uh, fantastic yeah, everybody should go and stream that as well uh, shout out to Matt absolutely um, that, that is such a uh, how, how big of a contrast is that with writing that song with him as opposed to Man in the Ground with Jack Barksdale who's well, you know that there's a lot of similarities between uh, yeah, totally Matt and Jack. There's some there's um, some age difference, but very similar. Very similar. Uh, both grew up in Weatherford, went to the same school. Uh, both kind of guitar prodigies by the time they were like ten. Yeah, you know, um, and uh, and both real laid back guys. You know, easy to write with, and um, you know, you can just kind of. I mean, with with Matt, you know, he's obviously got a little more experience, and so. It's a little less surreal um, than when you're riding with, say, an 11-year-old, and you're excited when yeah, they're ex his when like Jack likes a lyric, and you're like, "All right, that's awesome." You know, it's <laughs> like he's 11, but you're so happy that you you know. And, it's and like, those lyrics yeah. that uh, you know, for, for we do his publishing ad man as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, you start digging into those lyrics, you're like, "Oh yeah, this came from a 14-year-old, yeah, 13-year-old." Yeah, that's yeah, Jack's just uh, weird, else, man. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's a, it's a bit surreal to it is very to write with him and and uh, and man in the ground was a 
that was his concept. You know, he'd watched this documentary about um, this thief who had stolen the Sea of Galilee, and huh. and he uh, we kind of were talking about, as Jack says, the lengths that people will go to try and be remembered, and um, so a lot of that basically was born out of that story that Jack had got, and he was also getting into Tom Waits a little bit. And so, uh, so we just kind of yeah. like we kind of played with that, but uh, but yeah, with with Matt, you know, you, I guess uh, knowing him a bit longer, and and he's been in the scene a while, you're not as surprised by some of the cool stuff that he does. But with Jack, which now, it's not so surprising. But the first few times I wrote with him, I was just like, man, this is, you know, like I said, just a, it's a, it is surreal it to sit there and be like. Where's this coming from? Yeah. You're 14 or yeah, 13. At possessed the time or by whatever. an old, like yeah. the, the spirit of an old dead yeah, man. Yeah, but he's very but weird. Jack's great, man. Yeah. Uh, you you want to play man on the ground, uh, or you you want to wait for that? I one? would have to. I would have to tune into something oh, okay, different okay. here. So I think. I'll, well, we can wait. We can yeah, wait for that for a little later. A little bit on that. Yeah. 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 Uh, you you just got back from Europe, didn't you? I did. Yeah. yeah. How long were you out there for? Uh, about six weeks. I started in Italy, and then I was in uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina and Serbia, and then uh, in Germany as well. So, um, obviously, it's not as hot as here, but it's it was pretty scorching over there, wasn't it? Bosnia and Herzegovina and Serbia both um, were better this time, but it's in the summertime. You know, it gets it gets really hot there. So it's like you're not escaping <laughs> you Texas know. heat when you're there at the same time of year. Um, but there were a lot of uh, there was a lot. There's a bit of rain and some, you know, so it wasn't so bad, but it's still pretty hot. Um, Germany was a good deal cooler, but still hot, but not so bad. Um, and, and like I said, the, the rain kind of followed me around a little bit, which was nice. Um, but in general, it was pretty bearable, you know, and also the you don't have the humidity that you have here. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. How, how is the, you're, you're moving quite a, um, uh, quite a few region, regional tastes mm. there, uh, different dialects. Do, mm. do you have to, uh, change up your set list every time you go or is it, uh, I don't have a set, uh, like a one particular set list. Uh, it's always just kind of, um, uh, see what the crowd feels like. I do have a band that uh, I put together in Berlin uh, and Dresden, um, are based out of Dresden and Berlin, and uh, and we had a little more structured because we, you know, we learned so many songs for our <laughs> our week together or whatever, yeah. um, or some shows I played with a harmonica player named Angelo. Uh, we also had a sort of a set list that we stuck to, not necessarily in the same order, and and there would usually be other things that came in, but yeah, I just uh, in general, uh, you know, if I'm playing a, a blues festival. Uh, we 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 go heavy on the blues, you know. And if I'm playing a, we played this kind of like really small, also kind of by a lake um, venue where when we got there we didn't even know how we were all going to get on the stage together, but we made it work and then played a nice kind of dinner show, you know. And so it's um, and and there were a lot of a lot of songs we played that night that hadn't been on the set list because we didn't expect that kind of a, you know, a crowd. But um, but it worked out, you know. So. Uh, I've been doing it long enough now where I can kind of try to cater to whatever. If I'm playing a country festival, it's country music. If I'm playing a blues festival, it's blues music. If it's if it's a party scene, you know, more rock and roll or whatever. And so mm. I, I just kind of depends. Yeah. I dig how uh, where you're moving around is quite compressed. 
uh, where you're getting so much. Like here, we drive eight hours, and you're still in Texas. And mm. for there, you're just one one country after the other, yeah. only three or four hours outside. And so you went from Italy to uh, uh, yes. Yeah, so from Italy, I took a, a ferry from Ancona, Italy, to Split, Croatia. Okay. And that that was an overnight ferry. Um, and then I got on a bus uh, from from Split, and I went to uh, Mostar. It's a town just south and west of Sarajevo, a couple hours. Um, and I went the long way. That the was long a, way. Yeah, that's about a two-hour <laughs> drive, and, and the bus I was on took about six hours, five or six hours to get there. But a very nice drive. They hugged the coast, the Croatian coastline going south for a while. So it was, it was a pretty drive, but it was a long one. I love all these things you're saying. Uh, you know, I, uh, I, I only know these from documentaries about things that happened in the Middle Ages, the medieval times, and and uh, um, uh, how how different is it now going out there? Uh, obviously, you have still have the infrastructure over uh, hundreds of cent- uh, you know many centuries. Yeah, uh, but. You're not going into like some quaint lederhosen type situation here. <laughs> no, I didn't spend a lot of time in Bavaria this this trip, but uh, but in general, you know, I mean, like um, you know, Bosnia and Herzegovina is is one of the more unique places. They just had a civil war there 25 years ago, you know. Oh yeah. Um, so the Bosnian War, which was mostly fought in in, in Bosnia and Herzegovina, um, or what is now Bosnia and Herzegovina, um, so that's a place that you really you know, um, well, somewhere like Mostar, which doesn't have, say, the, the, the money being poured into rebuilding like, say, Sarajevo had. Mostar still has buildings in devastation and buildings and walls with bullet pocked mark, uh, you know, bullet marked uh, holes in the walls. Um, you see some of that in Sarajevo, but in Mostar, it's very, very present. And, of course, the people there, you know, you look around and you think anybody over the age of 30 has a pretty good memory, and there's a good chance that they were involved uh, one way or the other or their family certainly was, you know, so it's it's still very present. So things like that, it's quite, it's quite different. Um, Yeah. uh, How, how is the local music scene? You you said you've built a a band. What what are they into right now? Well, the band is uh, based out of Germany. And um, one of the guys that was in the band, I hadn't met until this year. He was in the band, a very famous German band called the Thunderbirds. Okay. And they would do the, they would definitely back, not like the Austin band. No, but okay. they would back bands. Um, when they would come to the state or when they would go from the States to, to Germany, oftentimes the Thunderbirds would back that band, including, uh, I think they, they, they backed Chuck Berry on one of his oh. tours. Um, and then, uh, one of the guys that I've been playing with a little bit, his father is a guitar player and he played with us. This, the guy that I mentioned, he's a drummer. And his father played with us. This is the first time I've met him. And he plays in a lot of kind of the top 40 bands around Germany and a Johnny Cash cover band and different things like okay. that. And then, um, and then the drummer is in everything from crazy punk rock bands to we did a duo show together to um, kind of an indie pop band that, that does pretty well around Germany that he's with. Uh, and... Uh, who else was in the band? Oh, yeah. Then we had uh, the bass player, who's a family man now, but he also plays with a lot of traveling blues acts that come through. And so they're all, you know, uh, working musicians, kind of like here. You know, we have such a great music scene, but there's so many people that are involved in so many different 
bands and genres and all that. You know, it's very not so different than that here. I dig it. I dig it. Well, you want to play another song, man? Sure, I'll play another song. Awesome. It's my mama's birthday, so I thought I'd play a song for her. We just got back from the water park. Happy birthday. (laughs) Happy birthday, mama. This is a song I released as a single in 2021. It's called To the Moon and Back. My little niece is here. If you listen to the recording of that, my little niece's voice can be heard towards the end of it. Open your eyes, my child. There's a great big world to see. Open your heart, open your mind, open your mouth and sing. Paint your visions in the stars. Let it be written on your heart. I love you to the moon and back. I love you to the moon and back In a space that knows no time There forever is your heart and mine I love you to the moon and back my child be anything you choose rise and shine there's nothing you can't do you may fall but you'll get up
in a space that knows no time. There forever is your heart and mine. And I love you to the moon and back. I love you to the moon and back. I love you to the moon and back. Hey, thank you. Keegan McEnroe, everybody, <laughs> to the moon and back. I love it. You shared the the music video to that. I yeah. love I love that music video. Thanks, man. Inspired yeah. by a children's book. Who was the artist who did the all the artwork on that? Uh, on the children's book? Yeah, on the, on not, your um, music yeah, video. I wasn't actually even aware there was a children's book. That was just something I'd grown up. My mom always said, love it to the moon and back when we were growing up, and so that's how I knew it. And then after we did it, um, I learned, oh, there's a children's book. Oh, they say, yeah, yeah. yeah. And actually, there's several. There's <laughs> several children's books and several. I thought it was, uh, I was doing something new. It turns out it's been done many times um, before. But Maddie Zoo at Maddie Zoo is the name of the artist. And uh, she did a great job. She, uh, I guess her family's from here in Texas, but she lives in uh, Colorado. Oh, okay. And she had done a, a video that I had seen by Cody Lynn Boyd. Okay. And um, that's how I got in touch with her. And then, uh, yeah, she she just did such a great job of it. She did. It was yeah, just killed killer, it. killer music video. And and such a sweet video. Yeah. 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 Does, uh, uh, with most of your uh, songs and the themes that run through it, that, that seems to be one of the most sweetest ones out yeah, of all of them. Yeah. How, how, is that kind of like a showstopper there? Like kind of brings everything to a halt and everybody kind of... Pays uh, attention. Well, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't play it a ton. It depends on the gig. Um, but you know, it was we re- we released that, and then a few months later, we released "Never Seen a Ghost," which yes, the video for that is totally different. <laughs> totally different. So, with a, with went a, from having a children's video to a video that I really don't want my niece to see. So that's right. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, it's like many things. It's one of my problems is that I'm not so easily. Put definable. in a box, yeah. and so it's uh, it's been an issue for figuring out how to promote myself at different times or um, whatever. But anyway, so yeah, it's uh, it's nice to have it in the repertoire when there's, you know, especially when there's kids around or you know, it's a nice soft night. You can play something pretty, you know. So it's good to have it in the <laughs> in, in the song bank for sure. Yeah, tell tell me about the writing of that. What 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 inspired you to to put that to pen, uh, pen to paper? Just basically, um, my uh, like I say, my my mom had said that to us when we were growing up, and uh, it was uh, so it was kind of in my head for a while. Um, I'd kind of played with this um, couple of lines, and um, and then when the pandemic happened, everything happened, and I uh, I had a lot of time. I did a lot of writing, and that was one of the songs that I that I got finished finally, and. Um, yeah, and it's basically just kind of uh, from a from a parent's perspective, but um, but really tells the story of how it felt to be raised by my mother and to be loved, and you know, just um, basically, uh, you know, kind of led to believe that anything is possible, and whatever you want to do that's best is you know worth pursuing, and things like this, and so 
Um, so yeah, it all came all came from that. Are we ever going to get a Keegan McEnroe children's album? I, I you know maybe maybe <laughs> uh, I, the, there's a great Jerry Garcia children's album called Not Just for Kids. Oh really? Yeah. And, I uh, love that. And I actually, I just found out that Waylon Jennings did a children's album. Well, he was in uh, uh, the Sesame Street movie. Uh, that, that's one of the uh, highlights of my children, seeing uh, yeah. Big Bird get in the truck with Waylon. And Waylon's <laughs> like, what's up, Bird? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah pretty cool. So odd. Yeah, yeah. So you never know. I mean, that would be fun. I'd be down to do that. Yeah. We, yeah. we need Keegan McEnroe and some Muppets. Yeah. I think, I that'd think. be great, man. No, I love I love playing for kids. You know, kids are very honest. Uh, very and, and, honest. And, they, <laughs> and if they're interested, they're interested. And if they're not, they're not. And if if they walk by and it's too loud, they'll cover their ears, you know. And then, so uh, if you can if you can play for a bunch of kids and they're into it, then you're doing something, you know, like. You're doing a good job because they wouldn't lie to you. There's no, no, there's no uh, BS in them. It's one of those things that I wonder if if you did do that, and then all of a sudden, it, it like uh, <laughs> uh, one of the things that really irks people, you know, is like, oh, this is something might that end up blowing me up, and mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, everybody knows about Keegan McEnroe because of this children's song. Yeah. You know, would that. Would that be a bad thing for you? Would you be like, no, or would I mean, you lean into it and be raspy? Nice be, no, it's <laughs> nice to be known for anything. But if they spend any time there, they would find uh, some really strange videos that are very, one of which is pretty gory. The uh, <laughs> Everybody knows there's a war. And then a uh, song called, I, I can't even say the name of it probably. I don't know. It's uh, and, uh, But anyway, there's that video with the orgy kind of scene, you know, like yep. the political orgy. So it wouldn't take long for them to think, well, this is not <laughs> this a one-dimensional children's, you know, <laughs> singer. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, for better or worse, I, uh, I tend to just kind of lean into whatever presents itself uh, creatively and, and try to be authentic in my expression of it. And, and like I say, for better or worse, and I can tell you which way, <laughs> uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be easily easy to place me in a particular genre or um, target audience or whatever. So, but no, I'd be fine with that. If I, if I wrote anything I write, if it, if it resonates with people, whether it's, you know, one of the darker things or one of the lighter things, it's, it's, it's good, you know? Yep. Yep. And there could be some dark things for children too. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we've all read Grimm's tales. Yeah. Yeah. There's some yeah. stuff. <laughs> some creepy, uh, creepy stuff. There is some creepy stuff. My kids watched a lot of, a lot of stuff and I'm like, that is creepy. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not, it's not wrong. You know, it's yeah. not like you're doing, watching something that's not age appropriate, but yeah, right. it's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Uh, usually uh, for people who haven't been on the podcast, which, um, which I, I feel like I'm at a disadvantage because I've known you for so long and we've talked on the phone and uh, recorded podcasts and videos so long. It's hard to come up with something that I, I haven't asked you in the last four or five years that I've known you. It's uh, been longer than lo- that, man. Is it longer now? Oh, yeah, my Lord. Yeah. We're getting older and older yeah. every day. But well, you got you to add the COVID-3. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. We, you got to so, add the three. That's right. It's about, <laughs> whatever you think it is, it's about three more years. Thank you, sir. Well, that's his business. This is, that's what it is. Yeah, don't you love that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah whatever. Uh, with uh, 
Lord. Usually we like to ask people who haven't been on the podcast before about their first song they ever wrote. Yeah. Usually there's a little bit of shame and a little bit of, uh, or a little bit of embarrassment, but I, yeah. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to get that with you. Um, um, you feel like maybe you want to share that with us? I actually don't remember the first song I wrote because I had all these poems. Um, I was writing poetry before I got a guitar. And so when I got a guitar, I started turning these poems into songs. And, uh, and I really don't even remember <laughs> what the first song I wrote was because it wasn't, it wasn't just a song. It had been converted, basically. from a po- But it was bad. I mean, I can assure you it was bad, whatever it was. And I lost a lot of that. Uh, there was a house fire, and I lost a lot of my old manuscripts and things. So, oh, man. Yes, yeah, so I, I, I couldn't even, I don't even know where to, wouldn't, couldn't even find it. <laughs> what about the first thing you, you released? Uh, that would have been a live album with Cat. No, that would have been Catfish Whiskey, my old band. We uh, Yeah, we just we recently a, took down. <laughs> that's, we won a Battle of the Bands contest, and we won uh, eight hours of free recording time with Bart Rose. When oh. he was over off a of Blue Bonnet Circle. Yeah. So we did a little three-song EP. That was the first thing, yeah. Any of that, was that good enough to share with us right now? Nothing that I could play right now, <laughs> no. Nothing that I could play right now. That's been a long time. Oh. Well, that's okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll let you slide this time. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, what, you got a song for us, though? Yeah, I thought I'd play a relatively new song. This is a song, uh, since I'm doing family stuff, I wrote this. Probably everybody has these people in their lives that you... Uh, as, as all the weirdness in, in the world goes on, you, you call each other and say, man, did you see this? And the next day, man, did you see this? And the next day, wow, did you see this? And so this is kind of what that was born out of. This is a song called Hey Brother. It's a wild world, hey brother. Yes, I saw the news today I guess we've said it every day But it's a wild world, eh, brother Just gets wilder every day Just gets wilder every day Hard to see how things might change for the better It's a wild world, yeah, brother But if it all goes to hell We wind up in jail For not doing as we're told We'll have stood with each other. It's a wild world, it's brother. It's a wild world, it's brother. Yes, I saw the news today. I guess we'll have to wait and see. But it's a wild world, eh, brother Probably always been this way 
probably just the human race. Well, if the world's a stage and life's a play, it's probably always been this way. If they merge us with machines Work blown to smithereens And this life on earth is done At least we'll have stood with each other It's a wild world, hey brother If this crazy world don't end Somehow love and reason win And you imagine our surprise When we smile at each other Say it's wild It's a wild world, eh, brother? Hey, thank you. Thank you. Keegan McEnroe, everybody. Thanks, man. Where can we find that song at, man? What's That'll be on the album that comes out next year. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that's still putting the finishing touches on that one, right? Yes, sir. Well, it's it's basically ready to be finished, but... I'm not going to release it till next year, so we're just kind of <laughs> dragging our feet. So I can, I Nothing like to do everything at the last minute. Nothing wrong with that. We're, we're looking forward to it. Everything gets better with, you know, just waiting, you know. At least that's how I feel. It's just waiting on it. Just let it take it, let it marinate, let take it, it marinate. happen in its own time. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're out there in Europe, you know, it's like it's like the wine that they make out there. You're just going to leave, leave it on that shelf for a little bit. Yeah. Let it age a little bit. <laughs> Looking forward to it whenever whenever that does come. Um, sometime next year. Sometime next year, yeah. Uh, tell us tell us about where that song comes from. What what, what made you write that song? Well, as I was kind of mentioning, uh, for a long time, my uh, my not just my brother, but in particular, my brother and I. Um, it's not uncommon. Day after, you know, from day to day, for one of us to hit the other one up and be like, "My God, did you see the news today?" You know, <laughs> and he, one of us will say, "Yeah, can't believe it." Can you? Nope, can't believe it. And then the next day, the same conversation. And the next day, the same conversation. And so it kind of just came out of that, um, you know, looking at the way the world's going, wondering how it could get better, but still trying to be hopeful and saying, you know. Uh, maybe it'll go this. That would also be wild, right? You say yeah. it's crazy. Oh, wow, the world's so crazy. If it went well, you would also say, wow, what a wild world. I didn't expect that good thing to happen either, you know? So, 
It's trying to kind of be a little positive amidst a lot of weirdness. Uh, where where can people find you at on the internet? So they can find me basically anywhere they they want to. Um, almost you just type my name in Keegan McEnroe, uh, KeeganMcEnroe.com, Spotify, iTunes. Um, you rock on the TikTok? Ah, uh, that's one place that you can find a profile page, but there's <laughs> nothing that's been done there. Uh, I do Some parked. Uh, yeah, it's parked. It's waiting to leave the driveway. I'll wait till it's not cool anymore, and then I'll get that's, on it. That's what you yeah, gotta do. That's what I try to do. Catch it on the next wave. That's right. Comes back. That's right. So, uh, but then Instagram and Facebook and all the various places. Yeah. These social media. You've been around long enough. I've been playing music to know that. They just come and go, but some have a little bit of It'll longer be something staying else. power. But MySpace is coming back, I hear. Is it now? No, I didn't hear that. No, just, no. no. It's like, uh, was there a Keegan McEnroe uh, There was a Catfish Whiskey. The there was Catfish a Catfish Whiskey, whiskey MySpace. Would, yeah. You bet there was. Yeah. Elmo we, Tucker we, had his own blog on there. We, we Are we going to ever see any more Catfish Whiskey? I think that's dead. <laughs> it's done. I think that's done. <laughs> but we did have a nice uh, Facebook memory popped up for the Ray Wiley Hubbard show that we got to open Ooh. up for him. And I think it was 2007 or six or something. That was nice. The good times. Yeah. Good times back well, that then. That was cool. That was, a, that was a weird time to be in the music. It was a transition period there from... Uh, streaming's just getting ramped up, and and downloads have been around for almost a decade, and it's it's, it's kind of petered off, you know. Still does okay, but yeah, it, it, we managed to miss for, all of the markets. Whatever doesn't, doesn't it suck? <laughs> yeah, we, we missed them all either way. Yeah, at least you got to open up for Ray Wiley. We got to open up for Ray Wiley Hubbard, which yeah. is cool. Yeah, now, he was now, a super nice guy. Now are we going to see Keegan McEnroe do a collab with with him? Do you think that ever happened? I think we would write a, a cool song together. Yeah. You know, he's 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 starting to do a lot. I mean, I've seen a lot of uh, producing that yeah. he's been doing. Yeah, that's right. I'd he did one with Rachel Stacy. Connected. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. Well, him and Guthrie are buddies, so maybe. Uh, yeah. Maybe I could be a fly on the wall someday. That'd be really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been I've been telling all my artists to to do it in bite sized chunks. You know, instead of go do a full album, just do two or three songs. And yeah. And let's, let's, that's my Ray Wiley Hubbard EP. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, James Cook is one of those guys that he just did uh, one with Jonathan Tyler. Oh, okay. Yeah, did cool. a three-song EP with him. And ah, it right on. came out killer. Oh, that's great. Yeah, just, James is a super good guy. Just totally throw out the whole book and just like, let's do rock and roll album. Yeah. And came out really well. Right on. It's got a song called Pistola. Yeah. That's the, I'll have to I, check that out. I love it. I love it. I love your album too. Thanks, man. Yeah, I I need to make a trip down to Terralingua. Yeah, Marfa with you. You know, uh, Viva Big Bands next week. Uh, That's right. Yeah, I wish I could go. I already did my vacation for the week for the year. Yeah, I'd like to go to that too, but I didn't get invited this year. So maybe after this album comes out, they'll maybe maybe maybe. So you want to do one more song? And sure, uh, I can do one more song. You want me to do a Ray Wiley Hubbard song? Ooh, yeah. This is my very favorite Ray Wiley Hubbard song. It's called Without Love or Wasting Time. You're like a flower. 
pleasure to the eye And I'm like a river after a rainstorm Raging away too fast to die You are a flower and I'm a river Without a lovable, just a waste of time That was wonderful, man. Thanks, man. Loved it. Keegan McEnroe, everybody. Thank y'all for having me. This is uh, Texas Tailgate Mondays here at the Lake House, brought to you by Texas Select Tea and uh, Powerhouse Promotions and SmithMusic.com. Usually we have a dot com, but there's nobody here here to do the do the harmonies with me. Yeah, yeah, it's just not as fun. but maybe next week. Maybe next week. You won't be here, though. But it'll be all right. Um, thank you so much, Keegan, again, for coming out. Um, until next week, talk to you later. Bye.